Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Hey guys, we're using Poshmark and you should too. Do you have things that you don't wear anymore? Poshmark is seriously the easiest way to make room in your closet, make some cash, and also snag a bargain. It's the coolest reseller with the best brands like Lululemon, Nike Reformation, and Gucci for up to 70% off. DJ Khaled has a closet and Serena Williams. Download the app today. Enter Podcast 10 when you sign up for $10 off your first purchase on Poshmark. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Get started with a great offer from Comcast Business. And for a limited time, ask how to get a $650 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle when you buy online. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to ComcastBusiness.com to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 9-21-21. Call or go online for details. This podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Hyundai. Hyundai Tucson, all new SUV loaded with innovation inside and out. You can go to Hyundai.com. All right, uh, Vinny Tortorich is going to join us. Some hot love boat talk as well. Play a crazy blast from the past. It's never been played on a radio or podcast before. An interesting uh, Jimmy Kimmel bit from a million years ago coming your way. First, I'll tell you about Geico. Do you own, do you rent your home? Well, sure, you do one or the other, and you work hard. How about you get your bundle going at geico.com? Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners and renters insurance along with your automotive policy. And again, it's a good thing because uh, you save a lot of time, save a lot of money. Go to geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save and how easy it is when you go to geico.com today. That is geico.com. Social Gloves, June 12th, live from the Hard Rock Stadium, Miami Gardens. Social Gloves presents Battle of the Platforms, streaming on Live by Live. Watch the Internet's biggest rivalry, YouTubers versus TikTokers. They're going to square off in the ring, and uh, it's a social media rivalry we love to hate. Headlined by Austin McBroom, founder of the Ace family, fighting against Teen Idol and TikTok star Bryce Hall. Plus, can't miss performances from DJ Khaled, Little Baby, or Little Baby, I should say, and uh, Migos and more. Saturday, June 12th. Do not miss it. Pay-per-view package on sale now, just $49.99. Buy now at socialgloves.livexlive.com. TikTok versus YouTube. Which side are you on? From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, from The Offspring, Dexter Holland. With Gina Grad on news, Bald Brian on sound effects, and Vinny Tortorich drops by, and now... He's been dealing with lab leaks for years. Every time Phil pisses on the carpet. Adam Carolla. Oh, that's a good one. Light patient load today. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on a choice to get on a mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, right, Gina Grant? That's right. Handball, Brian. 
Hey, old friend. Ah, huh. uh, Vinny Torch is going to come in. Uh, he's going to zoom in. He's going to talk to us uh, all about all the impossible meats that are oh. coming your way. What could go wrong? Yes, thoughts. What could go wrong? And then we'll talk to our friend uh, Dexter from the Offspring. Can Thanks. we do his segment from his van? Because <laughs> I, I would like to see inside of it since you've hyped it. It's true. It's a good question. Does Dexter drive the custom van? He did it last time he was here. All right. Uh, let's see. I was. Uh, I've paid to see the Offspring. Like you know, we just worked the classic or a classic modern rock station. We can get yeah. tickets to the Offspring whenever we want. I paid to see the Offspring. Well, it's a I goddamn good show. No, they rock so hard. I told you guys that when we we're at the old God, where did we do that acoustic Christmas? Gibson Amphitheater. No, the old. Uh, I keep wanting to say the Egyptian, but it wasn't the Egyptian. It was the one that's right by your campus on uh, USC downtown. Oh, yeah. the shrine. The shrine, the old shrine, Damn. probably built in the twenties. Oh, Big yeah. room. Uh, I got to tell you, as a, as, a, yeah. as a man with uh, some structural engineering in my background, when that place, the shrine must have been built in you know nineteen nineteen or something. Max Panic can look it up. But when the offspring hit the stage and they were rocking so hard, the entire balcony it has a huge balcony. Everyone was jumping, and I was standing in the wings. And I was just looking at the balcony, and it was flexing down three feet in the middle and popping back up. And I'm like, uh, this is an old building. This is not all the caissons right. and number eight rebar and all the over, not, not all the over engineering that's yeah. going on in today's world. And balcony that thing, held up with ghosts and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and prayers. 1926, the Shrine Auditorium was built, and I thought they were going to break it in 1997. Is that well, the first yeah, actually, day you felt it, it old? Used to be, yeah. It used to be the Al Malaika Temple in 1906. Of course. So maybe it, oh, so it was, yeah. All right. It was built a long time ago. Either way. More davening, less partying. Yeah. A 15-year-old Adam Carolla would have been up there. Yeah, if you could ever get a like ticket, he that's could right. Get a ticket. right. Pulling down on right, it. but I was standing in the wings watching these guys uh, rock, so uh, that was cool. I my favorite uh, Offspring song may be "Gone Away." Gone Away is a great song. I love that song. Anyway, so and Dexter, I think has a PhD in God molecular biology. Molecular he biology. He just got it too. Like he was like credit short for like two decades. Was like fuck it. Yes. Remember when we had Dexter and Noodles on and how different their bios were? One was like, you know, a pilot and a molecular biologist. And one was like, got in a fight with a skinhead. At a- <laughs> Noodles was like, I made a bong out of a paper towel roll. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> That's what makes the band great. Yeah. Um, Shrine underwent a $15 million renovation in 02. Oh, good. This was definitely before then. After the Offspring show, they're like, we got to fix this up. <laughs> too much deflection, too much flex in that balcony. All right, we'll turn up a little. Here it comes. Yeah, that whole balcony is just bouncing right now. All right, so we'll bring uh, Dexter in. You dig this. Uh, Dexter, of course, proud USC alum. He went there and uh, got his uh, molecular biology degree. At Keck, right? What's that? At Keck, I think. 
Uh, perhaps. I don't know the detail, but I do know that the uh, U.S. First of all, I've been at games where he has uh, 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 maestro the USC band. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the band plays many Offspring songs. Mm-hmm. You do really? a big horn. Oh, yeah. They play uh, The Kids Aren't All Right. Play some deeper cuts, too, like Neocon. There are times, and, and because, Adam, you love a good horn section, too, there are mm-hmm. times I like, go down the YouTube rabbit hole of university marching bands mm-hmm. and like their covers. And there's see, some amazing ones. See if you can find a video over there, Chris. That'd be great. An offspring song. Uh, I mean, they've right. done it many times. Or Tusk. I'll buy you a little time. Also, tell you to uh, speaking of horns, it just uh, good horns. It just reminded me of uh, when Jimmy. You guys uh, may not know this because I never really talked about it. I don't think. But construction boxing. Jimmy and I. No, this has to do with arrows. Oh. Um, Jimmy and I had a thought at some point early on with my Bertram career. That we would do Bertram the stage show. Okay. And I had this notion that we should conduct it as if everyone is here from from class. Every, right. All, so the audience would be the class. Okay. That's And cool. this would be the first day mm-hmm. of Remedial Wood. And I would come out and I would address them as, you know, if you check your card, your registration card says Remedial <laughs> Wood. And I'd put the... I put the fat people in the center and the thin people around the outside so we didn't uh, – so if the lacquer room went up again, we wouldn't have a bunch of fat asses stuck in the emergency exit sending us all to a fiery grave. You know, it was like, I'll do the whole spiel. I'll get the chalkboard out. But I forgot and was included in the um, the Geo folder that he sent with the Bertram. We actually recorded Jimmy as the as the principal – because the thing was going to start, I remember when I was a kid in junior high, they'd go, all right, now class begins, and they'd play like Grand Old Flag or something like through the intercom system. Yeah. And if you're walking in the hall, you had to stop. You Imagine did, those really? quaint days. Well, they'd play like the Pledge of Allegiance to right, the Star Spangled Banger, and you'd have to stop. Wow. You couldn't be walking through the hall during the national anthem. But... Um, I, I, I forgot all about it. I forgot that we, we never did the stage show because I got on the love line 10 minutes later and got busy and we didn't need it anymore. But Jimmy thought, well, this will be a good showcase for you. And I was like getting together the props. We bought a slide projector. We took pictures of uh, Brad Higginstaller, I think was Big Tad. Mm-hmm. We took pictures of him and we're going to do the whole slide presentation. And it just... I immediately just got on the love line and scrapped the whole thing. But we we had recorded Jimmy doing the principal over the oh intercom, and that was in the file. So wow. I'll I'll uh, I'll play you that. It's just audio, obviously. Unearth. This is about literally is- unearthed. Unearthed. Yeah. yeah. And the the horn reminded me because I think we told my dad to play the trumpet. <laughs> oh, good. Students, please rise. Hold on, do we have the beginning? This is... This oh, is that the very beginning? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought... I didn't know that was the very beginning. Is there a school bell or something? Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead, mm-hmm. sorry. My bad. Students, please rise. Probably Cleto actually playing this. Oh, 
Thank you, Ben Sussman, for that. I could do it better. Tomorrow, Ben. Good morning, students. This is Vice Principal Tomey, and on behalf of the faculty and staff, welcome to another exciting semester of learning at Louis Pasteur Middle School. In compliance with state regulation, and... Hey, Ben. The carpet. In compliance with state regulation and district policy, spit, please begin your moment of non-denominational silence now. All right. <clears throat> Due to the rather large influx of new Americans, the following announcements will be broadcast in the following languages. English, Spanish, and Mandarin Chinese. And in the interest of fairness, tomorrow's announcements will be made in Japanese, Tagalog, and sign. Please pay attention when you recognize your native tongue. The class you are in now is your homeroom class. The teacher in that class is your homeroom teacher. Oh, I must have been the homeroom teacher. teacher. All report cards will be issued through your homeroom teacher. Please look at your registration cards now. If you are not in the correct homeroom class, Please notify your instructor now. Go. Go. Thank you. El clase tu eres en es su casa cuarto. El maestro en ese clase es tu maestro de casa cuarto. Todas las libretas de notas le será enviado tu maestro de tu casa cuarto. Por favor ver su carteras de registración. Si tú no está en su clase de casa cuarto, por favor lo notifica tu maestro now. Go. Gracias. Ni men shen zai de je jen jiao se yu si ni men de ya jiao zai jiao Hey! Ho Chi Minh! Put down that Chinese menu and start talking American! Bertram, I am in the middle of announcements. We can take this up You're confusing the white kids! How many times do I have to explain to you? This school is a melting pot. I'm gonna take a dump in your melting pot! Give me that goddamn microphone! take the microphone! Attention foreigners! In this country we speak English! That's why we call it America! Turn the microphone on. I'm not taking orders from a goddamn. Attention, student body! Mr. Tomey is a flaming hope! All right. Thank you, students. And once again, on behalf of the faculty and staff, uh, welcome to Louis Pasteur Junior High School. I think huh? in the stage show, I would have left the stage yeah. and went like, oh, I had enough of this yeah. shit. This is, as somebody who enjoys a, a one-man show, this could have been a big deal. I mean, you could have done the Gary Marshall Theater. You could have done this. Lin this could have traveled. Well, Miranda, yeah, well, put your heart out. John Mulaney and, <laughs> and um, uh, uh, shit, what's his name? The other one. Uh, they were on Broadway doing Oh, Hello for four months. Yeah. I, Kroll. Thank you. I think we were going to give everyone like a registration card when they came in. Great. I was going to collect everyone's registration cards and call their names out. In and of itself. And, and do that whole thing. That would thing. have been so much fun. Wow. Yeah, I totally forgot about the part where I was like, comedically, when he was going into Mandarin. 
I was like, how long are we going to stay with this joke? But then I forgot I was going to interrupt the joke by barging in. You could have a special celebrity guest every night that you berate mm-hmm. as one of the worst students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think we should be done with this. <laughs> I like this too don't much. Don't tell Mike August. He'll, book, <laughs> he'll start booking clubs around the country with the Mr. Bertram show. Fishman uh, Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was our opening announcement. If you showed up to the show that That's night, great. you were in the homeroom. Yeah, yeah. There were interesting kind of devices I remember now thinking about. Um, all right. We have, the, we have the USC yeah. marching Chris band. Found it. Kids aren't all right. I was right. probably at that game. Well, if it was a home game. That's right. And it always is with the marching band. Uh, when they do the, the, uh, the, they the never, more elaborate they setup. They, they, don't, they have a traveling, you know, smaller right. crew. Sure, all the nineteen-year-old uh, skilled guys on the offensive side of the ball are a little confused as to what we're doing here. <laughs> Suffice to say, it sounds more impressive than there. Yeah, but oh, what could be what could be better as a young student at USC, whatever the capacity was, is knowing that one day they would the marching band would be playing your song Bad at ass. the football game. Badass is that. All right. Well, remind uh, Dexter that because I've never gotten into that and, uh, with him. And he was conducting. That probably not that game, but, but he had. I have been at games where it's like, please welcome Dexter Holland, and he's leading the band. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. All right, I have a uh, question, a philosophical question, mm. but. Um, but I think this one is, is rooted in, in some reality. <clears throat> I'm obsessed with people's inability to sort of put things back or snap the lid on or rinse the mug out or sc- screw the cap back on the ketchup before they put it in. Uh, and I've been conducting an informal survey ever since they invented the toothpaste with the cap snap mm-hmm. lid on it. Yep. Because evidently there's an issue with people leaving the cap off. Not snapping it back? Not not, not snapping it no. back. Okay. There was an issue with people leaving That's the cap off. That's what gendered the snap. Was oh, the I understand. The cap would be. Right. Confusing to me that that was, it would be an issue. And yet here we are. Yet here we are. So somebody decided to remedy it with the cap snap yes. back toothpaste. I've noticed that those things are universally open mm-hmm. amongst people that need it. And my hypothesis is... is You've actually exacerbated the problem. Okay. The people that left the cap off did it in a bit. They were about 40% leaving it off. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't do it every time. They would just do it some of the time. The cap flapped up. That seems to be in the 80s. I mm-hmm. think there's actually more toothpaste dried out at the at the top. The, the, the point is, is the cap snap did not fix anything, could have exacerbated it. Because it didn't fix us. It didn't fix us. It didn't fix the person who needed right. it. Right. Now you'll never lose the cap. It's just there. I never, but no one ever lost the cap. They just set it down Next and never, it never put counter. it, never put it back on unless you're brushing your teeth in some exotic way that involves, <laughs> well, I like to hike and brush my, I, well, I mountain bike. I, I choose to brush my and floss. So I think the bigger picture is we uh, talk about things on a more sort of global level. I think 
when you make things easier for people, it doesn't correct the problem. They yeah. just tend to the, – the people who were going to do it kind of do more of it yeah. anyway. Yeah. It, you're absolutely right. It's like if you want some – like a kid or a, an, an alcoholic or somebody to stop doing what they're doing, they don't just stop because you want them to. They find a sneaky way for you not to find out about it. Yeah. I, I never buy the uh, cap snap toothpaste. Because I have the same relationship with toothpaste as I do with the deodorant. I don't like the big like corporate, it. like this has, <laughs> this. these have flavor crystals yeah. and the orange stripe is for gum health and the blue stripe, that's for minty. It feels like one big chemical coming yeah. out of the tube. And I feel that way with the ultra red zone uh, deodorant right. stuff where this is a gel and it's the ultimate, it's ultimate. Ultra Pro Red Max. Zone, Pro Max. Yeah. I'm like, just get the Tom's of Maine that smells right. like powder or something. And I'm that way with the toothpaste. Yeah. I don't know. You guys are cap, are you cap snappers? Well, it's funny because I, I have the attached cap, but I do snap it down. But I have noticed anecdotally that the it, in, in general with friends and family, the ones with the cap that's attached always has more encrusted toothpaste around mm, it than true. the one that's left off. You know, either way, you could put it on or off. It's always just and well, full of It's pretty crud. egregious because if you leave it off, the toothpaste grows a hymen yes. at that mm-hmm. thing. Yes. And then you get the, you have to push it out yes. and pop it out. And then you get this weird skin in your toothpaste. Almost Correct. completely defeating the purpose of the snapback because it prevents, you know, so much crust built up around it. Yeah. Yes. So now somebody's going to have to invent a self-sealing toothpaste and in that case i don't know how these this <laughs> army of super lazy out of it people are going to defeat that but they're going to do it that's a good point um you know how everybody loves a good hack these days especially on social media there's there's now a toothpaste hack and um i wouldn't have thought of it unless we had this conversation one smart mom who's always on the go decided to put her kids toothpaste in a soap pump Mm-hmm. So they can just, and she thinks it will eliminate what? more. Pro- yeah, she said that's her hack. Too viscous. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> Wait a minute. Know. Maybe it's a gel. Does it help if it's a gel toothpaste? It's oh. got to be not as viscous as we're, oh, we're Adam, thinking. I think I have your answer because they do for little kids. They yeah. make the fluoride-free like a uh, hello toothpaste right. or the whatever mm-hmm. toothpaste that is very liquidy. Yes, it's very gel. Well, that must be the one they use. All right, now uh, yes. Can I, because we're talking about people that are kind of shitty and things that annoy us? Can I ask you if, if this has become a problem for either of you? Because I've noticed it a lot lately in my car and at the grocery store. Well, I know you don't do a lot of grocery shop, but okay, just just picture this. You have your cart. You're trying to get down the aisle. Somebody's kind of just in the aisle, kind of like just staring off into space or on their phone or just fucking around, not noticing. And the second they feel you trying to pass them, they speed up with their yeah, cart. As though not mm-hmm. to lose their spot. Right. Yes. What is that? Because we know people do it in their cars, but people do it while they're walking now. I was thinking about that, uh, trying to merge onto uh, the four or five today, which is... Who is it that doesn't feel the presence of other people like you're signaling and you're next to them right. and they're leaving too much space and they're not speeding up and they're not slowing down and you're trying to move over. And then at some point when you do, they give you a look like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like you must feel yes. when you're shifting from one freeway to another freeway that others are also trying to get on that freeway. Why don't you feel? And it's true. It's a feeling. They always talk about 
great quarterbacks in the NFL feel that mm. pressure on their their blind side. Mm. They don't see it. They kind of know no, it. A they know it's there. And to yeah. Gina's point, like the last second hustle or like scramble to make up that tiny yes. bit of ground, like as though if they seed that ground, they've lost the war. It's like you're t- you're you're checked out. Yeah. You're fine. They're whatever. Dipshits. All right, hot uh, breaking love boat news from nineteen eighty one. Also, yeah, more Halston talk. Mm. Um, Halston. Also, a designer Halston. Um, also, somebody called into me and Doctor Drew's show today and uh, had the I told you old and new. I I brought up the tablet. Right. Is one of the single oldest yes. things and single newest things. Brian had one. The that cloud. Was, the cloud. The cloud versus, you know, clouds. Um, he brought up an old and uh, new one, too. Not as big a span as the cloud or the tablet. Um, the digital exam. Oh, you mean? <laughs> Wait. I'll let Brian yeah. think about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Digital exam. <laughs> Oh, digital. Right. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Digital oh, no. exam. Finger up the butt oh, no. versus uh. Drew doesn't use Scantron. Drew was telling me he, whenever we flew together in 1997, 1990, he was constantly taking his Scantron exams oh. on the plane. He was, wow. kind of, he was constantly having to get recertified right. with everything all the time. And he, he was like, going to be on plane for six hours. Drew, you know, I'm going to drink and right. nap and watch a movie. He's going to use that downtime right. to, to work on his test, which always bothered me. But now he says they're all Did, digital. That's well, the good. temporal thermometer, you know, right. digital exam, just point at your head and know where your temperature is. And somebody said, uh, that's digital too. Yeah, somebody said the digital exam, and I thought to myself, yeah, well, well, what kind of window are we talking here? Like, when did they start dropping digits? When yeah. did they start doing uh, checking prostates? Oh. You well, know, and and think about like when women were quote unquote hysterical, You'd which is where we got hysterectomies. And, you know, right. I, I said, yeah. uh, I don't know. Has it been 150 years? I don't, I don't know. One way, I, I, but I, it struck me it didn't go back that far. Mm. So I was trying to think of it. And then I just said, uh, what year was the latex glove invented? Oh. Because it'll be the next month. Right. That'll, that'll <laughs> let us know. Because you're not going bareback with that digit. And you're not going with the farmer's glove either. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You, you would take a, you'd need a glove for that. Anyway, the latex glove, 1894. Okay. So I'm guessing that's when the digital exams begun. Not to shit on your point, but there was a whole, I think, Mike Rowe podcast about the, the invisible killer, which was, you know, b- germs that nobody had ever heard mm-hmm. of when doctors wow. were delivering babies and then the next woman would die because they weren't washing their hands. So, I mean, the digital could go back much farther. I was going to say. They that- just didn't realize why people were dying. That should be a Ken Burns documentary yeah. series, like the history of medicine, right? Because mm-hmm. like George Washington, I was thinking to myself, how did George Washington die? Do anybody know the story? Oh, no. Got a splinter in his gums from his well, wooden teeth. Sadly, kind of mundane like that. He injured himself. He, was, he had been president, uh, not been president for like four or five years, injured himself on his farm. Not not a major injury, but bad enough that they were you know had to tend to mm-hmm. it, and they did bloodletting back in the day, and they let too much blood, no. and our greatest president died from leeches. Yeah, he got yeah. infected. I think the guy who designed the Brooklyn Bridge, if I'm not mistaken, c- cut his toe or something like on the dock when something back then that just went back home, got in, got infected, and tetanus just, just died. Yeah. Brutal. Uh, yeah, all right. The digital rectal exam, Max Zapata. How far back does that go? Do a video search. Uh, also, um, 
Halston from The Love Boat. Yes, please. So Drew and I were going over to The Love Boat episode where all the designers came on. And we we're talking about uh, Halston, who was gay. Mm. And um, Halston died of AIDS in 1990. Mm. Makes perfect sense. And uh, he's a gay designer. Right. Um, and just like I told you, even though it was the 80s, um, they wouldn't let the white man and the black woman kiss at the railing. Right, they or, hugged. They, oh, hugged. they hugged it everyone out. else who falls in love yeah. kiss. This is network TV in the 80s. Mm-hmm. They didn't recognize gay, right? Either, and yeah, uh, to right. to prove it, when when Halston came onto the ship, uh, well, I'll I'll play the clip. You tell me, <laughs> and I don't know if he would have protested or went like I'm gay or mm-hmm. I I, I want I don't want to be perceived as hetero. But uh, here's the uh, clip <laughs> of uh, Halston coming onto the ship. He's got a bevy of models with him. Hey, who's that lucky guy? How do you do? I'm Halston. I'm happy to have you with us. Did you know that Halston is the first American designer to bring high fashion to mainland China? Yes, every now and again it is good to get out of the office. (laughs) Certainly like the way you travel. You pack the same way I do, only take what you need. Just the bare essentials. Eight years later, he's taken by AIDS. But he had to stand in front of uh, five wave models, the guitar girls. Pawing him. Pretend like he wanted to have sex with them. And they had to make a big deal. I like the way you travel. Woo! Only the essentials. I do. What was the conceit? Like, hey, when people get on the ship, we all got to gather at the front of the ship when people get on and then rate the women who are coming onto the ship. (laughs) Like, if she's a single dude, we'll do. If it's a single chick, like a hot Mm -hmm. chick coming on, then we'll do a rock, paper, scissors game to figure out who's going to fuck her. But if she's with someone, we'll just give the guy the big thumbs up, do the finger in the whole thing. (laughs) Save some of that shit for me. Right. This yeah. is the crew of the ship. Yeah. This is the doctor and the captain and the person. They don't play it close to the vest. No, they did not back then. Oh, right. got, must have got so much pussy that night. <laughs> now, what was he must have been? I don't know. Was he out? Uh, he was always gay. I, I, mean, told, he was I told out. Chris to look it up. And he, he, was, he, just, he was probably New York out. I was going to say in that community, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter much. Right. Right. All right. Uh, we got that. Uh, Vinny's going to join us in a second. Let me tell you about Keeps. There are only two FDA-approved medications to prevent hair loss. Keeps <laughs> offers you both. Keeps a simple, stress-free way to uh, keep your hair convenient. Virtual doctor uh, consultations and medications delivered straight to your door. Um, you just do it, do it online, and um, you get the uh, discreet packaging every three months. It'll it'll show up. Low cost treatments start at just ten bucks per month. Remember how expensive this stuff used to be? Proven results. Uh, Keeps has more five star reviews than its competitors. Check it out, and uh, you can check out their before and after promo photos as well. Prevention is the key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. Right, Dawson? If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Adam to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash Adam to get your first month free. keeps.com slash Adam. All right, take a quick break. We'll talk to uh, the great Vinny Tortorich about all the... Frankenstein meat products that are coming up, or non-meat products, right after this.
Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Do you want to be a part of Adam's next book? Submit your questions for Ask an Asshole by emailing them to asshole at adamcarolla.com. Ask about any topic you need the ace man's advice or answers on. That's A-S-K-H-O-L-E at adamcarolla.com. Vinny Tortorich has joined us. Doc, the documentary, Fat, a documentary, too. It's available now on Amazon Prime Video and iTunes. So everyone listen to Vinny, would you please? And I'll tell you more about uh, his NSNG foods and and vitamins, supplements, and all that. Uh, First, good to see you, Vinny. Uh, Great to see you guys. And by the way, I'm glad you brought up Fat, a documentary, too. Yesterday, I didn't check today, but I just did a a casual check yesterday because it's been out since January 1st. It was at 17 on iTunes and documentaries. So uh, people are paying attention to this stuff, and it makes me happy that they are um, because those movies make enough money for me so that I can go out and make another movie. Um, Well, you're doing the Lord's work, and, you know, I think once you give your sermon – People like Gina and people like Brian and people like myself never stop preaching what you're preaching, which is it's, it's kind of the ultimate because, you know, you go to an herbal life meeting and when you're done, you don't walk away going, I got to tell everyone what I what I know. And there's many versions of that. But uh, when Vinny speaks, people listen and they should. And we need it more than ever in this country. I stumbled on is we're going to talk about the evolution of food and Impossible Burgers and all these meat substitute products and everything like that. I stumbled earlier today onto an old school uh, food commercial of from the 70s of, of how how this country used to roll as it pertained to uh, meat. Mm-hmm. Max Pata, you got it? It's a blast from the past. Wood. Lumberjack. A man can pile up a roaring appetite this way. How do you handle a hunger man? Yes. The manhandlers. Man <laughs> One of the manhandlers is Chili Campbell's beef, beef soup. Rock. A sturdy soup with whole grain. Sturdy. Bites of beef and lots of vegetables. Mmm. Good. The manhandlers. Now there's just some dude with a man bun. <laughs> Handlers. Wow. Eating an impossible burger and talking about his pronouns. Wow. Yeah, we've come a long way. That's those were food commercials when I grew up. The manhandler. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of that. You know, I, I actually still chop wood, and I can tell you, you're not gonna chop something that big with just an axe. You're gonna need a splitter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I was like, who who started that piece of wood for that guy? Because something that big needs a splitter. The same guy who used to breathe on the boards that Elvis karate chopped in half. (laughs) 
before he got his black belt. Right. That dude was, he was breathing on those logs. He fluffed those logs. What the hell is scotch broth? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I don't know. It sounds gay to me. Like it's, I'm going to give him the scotch, give him right. the scotch broth, and then I left the motel. Scotch by the manhandlers. Yeah. The manhandler. Scotch broth is a filling soup from Scotland. Principal ingredients are barley, stewing, or braising cuts of lamb, mutton, or beef, oh. root vegetables, and dried pulses. Beef and barley. So not an NSNG. Um, not no, the not, not, it's kind of like so, a scotch egg. There's nothing in SNG about a scotch egg. What is uh, what's going on with the Franken meat substitute stuff that's uh, we're seeing all over the place? Well, you know, look, just like uh, when I wrote my book uh, um, over ten years ago, I was I, I was loath to put the word ketogenic in it because I knew everyone would think I was basically a flat earther. It's like he's telling everyone to go into ketoacidosis and. So, you know, now it's, it's pretty much ubiquitous. You know, people just, you see it everywhere. Everyone's doing low-carb, Gina's doing it again, and, mm-hmm. and people are losing weight, and it works. And then I came around a few years later and said, hey, we need to be off. It's not just any fat. you got to be off of seed oils. And everybody's like, what? what is this you speak of? And it turns out now we, you know, everyone's coming around on that. Um, Vinny, and, Vinny let, me say, let me just uh, jump on that point because uh, I was in uh, the Cedar sinai uh, Cancer Center Infusion Center yesterday for the first time in three years, and I noticed some differences. Uh, and they uh, they typically give out a menu. You know, if you're there for hours at a time, they'll give you a snack or food or whatever. And on the menu now, uh, the new menu, they have a little section. It's not called keto. It's not called NSNG, but it's called like high protein, and it's basically keto snacks. Like they have hard boiled eggs and they have cheese sticks and hummus and, you know, things that are always about sandwiches and crackers and whatnot. And uh, it's nice to see them kind of, when I talked to the nutritionist, came around like, hi, I'm the nutritionist, can I take your order? I'm like, mm. yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, doing keto, so I'll just do a uh, cheese stick and eggs, you know? And she's like, oh, okay, very good. So we're on board. Where, where are we with hummus? Mm. I feel like you've gave a, gave a thumbs down on that one in the past. Well, if hummus is done without seed oil, then you're okay. And then, you know, hummus is basically taking beans and mushing them into baby food. That's what hummus is. So it can get a bit carby, but if you want to go, look, hummus is one of those things. If you're having a small amount of hummus with anything, that's fine. No one sits there and just hammers a whole plate of hummus. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, so I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay if you're having hummus along with something else. So that's fine. But it's just not, it, it's going to be somewhat carby. You, you could take a lot of things. Almonds are a perfect example. A handful of almonds won't kill you, but you go, wait, Vinny says almonds are good. Therefore, I'm going to take almonds now and turn it into almond meal or almond milk. Now you're turning it into a carby mess. What about right, almond so take- butter? Almond butter is okay, but you got to be careful, you know, because a, a scoop or two is fine. But if you go, Vinny says I can have all the almonds I want, and you just start hammering almonds. As you know, in my product, uh, my uh, ultra fat, I have almonds in there, but it's mixed in with um, a medium chain triglyceride, a coconut oil to, you know, now you have a higher fat food. So that makes it okay. Well, let's a uh, uh, couple things. First off, whoever hummus is publicist is we need to hire oh, that done, firm because a good run when not you know 25 years ago the hummus was a terrorist group <laughs> they're hum- fighting hummus? israel right yeah. Yeah. no no there's these are uh these are uh, uh chickpeas, chickpeas yeah. and garbanzo yeah. beans that are mashed into mush with a little paprika on top fuck that are we are we 
Are we out of bean dip? Like, what? <laughs> I'm not going to eat that shit. We got, we got yeah. salsa. We got yeah. guac. We got bean dip. We got seven layer yeah. dip. Trader Joe and Big Hummus sailing into the sunset. <laughs> now everyone's into hummus. Like, everyone fucking loves hummus. Um, also, was considered anything when I was a kid, anything, well, you saw the manhandler commercial. Oh, so that's yeah. what I would watch. Oh, but we... any Middle Eastern food was considered weirdo food. Exotic, like exotic yeah. and weird. Yeah. And... Then how in the hell did the phrase like two tone halva become a thing? Two tone halva? Hal- well, halva or halva, yeah. Oh, you just got to make everything your own word. Don't <laughs> but you've you? heard yeah. that. On, like, oh, it's, you know, instead of sliced bread. Halva was. Everyone in our family was like, oh, he, that's the greatest thing since two tone well, halva. Well, you can eat sand, so halva's fine. <laughs> no. This is that no was not way. bandied around thing? North Hollywood. <laughs> the 70s. They did not make it out to the coast. Just at the synagogue, okay. Uh, so, Vinny, what about. And, and first off, first things first. Once you start getting into these seed oils. Mm-hmm. You start and start reading the packaging mm-hmm. on anything, I, you know, whether oh. it's a pop secret popcorn, right. whether it's like it, it drives me nuts when they give like like nature's choice, yes. no GMOs, right. uh, butter spreads like turn. It's all grape seed. Everything's just seed, seed oil yeah. everywhere. All no. the time. You know what Trader Joe's has embraced in the last year? New product, the uh, sprayable avocado oil. Oh, I use yeah, that. I, I've used that. I should get stock it's, it's in that. It's pretty awesome. I mm. use it a lot. It has a high smoke point. So this, you, you suspect maybe the seed oil. Look, if you're an average American and you're just you know eating fast food and eating chips and just buying buying the popcorn and buying the, the butter-like spread mm-hmm. and stuff – you must be consuming vast amounts of seed oil. It must yeah. literally just be everywhere. It's literally killing people. It's it's that bad for you. And it's the same companies um, that, you know, Unilever, Cargill, uh, JBS, which is in the news right now because um, they've been, I, I think they've been cyber attacked or whatever. Oh, the meat Smithfield, plant? Tyson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these companies... I started working on my next documentary. All my interviews are in a can now. I'm I'm laying everything out. I'm putting it together. It will be out before the end of this year, but I'm going after the the fake meat industry. And I'm going whole hog. And as a matter of fact, <laughs> unlike vegan documentaries where they'll never have a guy like me, I invited the top vegan doctors to be in this documentary. Everyone had a dumber excuse than the one before. I asked Walter Willett, who's on... Um, all these boards, right? I, I asked uh, uh, Gregor. Gregor. Yeah. Uh, I asked um, uh, McDougal. Gregor was one of my favorites. I said, "Would you like to be in my movie?" And he wrote back, "I'm busy that day." <laughs> and I, I wrote back and said, "I didn't give you a date. I just asked if you wanted to be in. It's still open ended. Whatever date is." But they all gave me dumb excuses as to why they couldn't be in this movie. I'm trying to get to the truth. So I'm trying to get people to talk on both sides. I'm not trying to put out some propaganda film, but it's interesting. Walter Willard will not be in this movie because he's in bed with Unilever. He's in bed with with this whole new way of eating. Uh, we, we have words out there. These are the questions for my movie. I still have them on my desk. You know, I'm, I'm asking, you know, about these new terms we have, like planetary health diet, you know, you know a planetary health diet, you know, I'm trying to figure out how we're trying to figure out that these fake meats are okay because they're saying, number one, we're going to save the planet. Okay, that's not going to happen because most of these ingredients come from where? Let's see, a little place called, you might have heard of it. It's called, um, oh, yeah, China. 
So number one, we're getting the stuff out of China. All of the meat companies, they're hedging their bets. Tyson is, JBS is, our Cargill. They're all putting billion, Unilever. They're dropping billions of dollars, not together, each into this because they know that this is where we're heading. Well, they, can I, they're can, going, hey, can, can I chime on. in? Yeah. Well, there may be, so there's, there's a couple thoughts, you know, because we're living in this time, which is sort of how do you get everyone to do everything? And you just say it's about the environment. It's about global warming or climate change or whatever. It's interesting that climate change has also had a racist um, overtone grafted onto it, too. Now, there's there's climate change chain and racism. They're not really separate subjects. It's there's a you've heard it talked about a little bit. But somebody has figured out the best way to get shit done is to call everything racist. And if climate change has a racial component to it and this these fake meats will essentially stop climate change and they're also going to stop one form of racism as well. This is how you get the masses in. This is how you gather up all the young teen girls and get them on the fake fucking meat train. So be prepared. It won't be. I was thinking about this today. It's not going to be eat this meat, this meat substitute. It's good for you. It's going to be eat this meat substitute, save the planet and don't be a racist. I right. that's where I think a lot of this is, is going to go. And one step further and then we'll circle back. You talk about these big companies and they're all diversifying, but they're just big companies who want to make money. And in a, in a way, it's kind of like what big car companies are doing now with electric cars. They figured out which way the wind is blowing. They also figured out which way we're going politically. Sure. They figure out they're going to get a fuckload of incentives and lots of money from the government and that everyone wants to be on the right side of the administration. So they start proactively sometimes and reactively other times going, oh, we're going to switch. And the next thing you know, we got Biden down at the plant. And I like electric cars, but I'm just saying, don't think they're doing it for reasons other than than profit. Right, right. And and I'm I'm sure a lot of stuff is heading their way. Wait, go ahead and touch on those two thoughts, Vinny. Thank you. Yeah, you know, they the racist part is almost weak compared to other parts of it, because I can make an argument that if if you're worried about people of color in this country, they have the worst diet, right? And we're pumping more of that crap into their neighborhoods than anywhere else. So that, I, you know, I, when I hear that, I want to just pull whatever hair I have left. Let me see. I got to get this keeps company on the phone. <laughs> when I'm done here. Um, I, I need it makes me want to pull the rest of my hair out. Number one, the, the one that gets me is on the vegan side of it where they're telling people, well, you don't want to kill sentient beings, do you? But you, you don't want to see. No, nobody wants to see anything die. But guess what? In order to eat a head of lettuce, in order to put a plow in the ground, something had to die. And if you go, okay, a couple of bugs died. Oh, no. Go look at what a combine picks up every day. And I'm not talking about the NFL combine. I'm talking about combines that the harvesters that pick up all the weed and all the grain and everything else. They pull buckets, five-gallon buckets of frogs out of it every day. Most of it gets ground up into that, and that's going into your body. So vegans, if you think you're getting 
no meat by eating that crap. You're getting frogs. You're getting rats. You're getting ground squirrels. You're getting chipmunks. You they, they have to go out at night and kill wild hogs. They go out at night and kill deers. You don't see all this stuff, right? But it's all happening. You think you're saving the planet and you're not. You're making the planet worse. And if you don't have ruminants going around, crapping and pissing all over the earth, you're killing that ground. We need this to happen. And they're telling you it's almost like it's this weird cognitive dissonance where they're telling us what we're seeing is the wrong thing. We need to see something else. And that makes absolutely no sense. I, I'm just, did, did I make sense there? Yeah. Yes. I, I'm glad you said cognitive dissonance because the thing I can't square, and I'm wondering if anyone can help me understand it, um, in, I'm guessing no one in this conversation will be able to, but when people have talked for so long about, you know, frankenfood is bad, GMO is bad, you know, food that's made in a lab is bad, bad, bad. We don't want that. Um, the same people are headed towards and supporting and cheering on impossible burgers. How is that possible? How do you square that? Well, because they look when, like I said, when you're, when you're Cargill or JBS or Tyson or Unilever, um, you have a little something called money and you can start running campaigns across Facebook and Twitter and, uh, you know, across all of it, Instagram, uh, TikTok and all of it and convince people, Gina, the woman you sit with in your your podcast, Easy yeah. Listening, thinks that being a vegan is a good thing. She thinks Michael Grieger is a good guy. Oh. Has she ever seen Michael Grieger? The guy looks like he's 10 inches away from death. Vinny has the guy thoughts about 46. <clears throat> it looks like he's Teresa's 96. Teresa, oh, she's gone vegan? <laughs> oh, she she doesn't eat a lot of meat. Well, what's what's in these these products? Vinny, and what can we look forward to? Like what's coming down the line? And then see, I don't want to be all um, go all uh, Ted Nugent on you, but like they start with, well, why don't we do meatless Mondays? And then they'll go, okay, well, what are the kids going to eat on? Well, we have a meat substitute, Mm -hmm. whatever. And that's they're not going to leave it at Monday. It's going to go Monday and Wednesday Mm -hmm. and then it'll go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's. That's my take. But before I tell you what's in it, it's even worse than that. You know, we had people running on the platform in the last presidential election in this country on the Green New Deal. And if you look at the food side of it, they're talking not only Meatless Monday, but um, that uh, organization I was just talking about. um, They're telling you seven grams of beef per person per week. That's one gram per day. That's the size of a cube of cheese. That's what they want you to eat per day in meat. Right. Can, can you imagine this? You can just you fill ima- your meat with Already we have sperm countdown. We got, we got <clears throat> boys looking like girls. We got every other problem in the world. And this is where our politicians who are getting money from these companies like Eat, you know, from Eat Lancet, who's getting it from Unilever and everywhere else. And they're saying this is a good thing. And the politicians are dumb. They're going to say what, whoever gives them money, they're going to say that. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like the, every Green New Deal, every Green whoever, every climate person, every single one of those people. Like you go, well, this is going to affect black and brown people more because all those restaurants and it's all moving. It's it's like nuclear energy. We have safe nuclear energy. We could do it reliably. We could create a bunch of energy. We wouldn't be destroying the environment. They're all against it. So you, you can't ask them to be consistent or make sense. But. Part, uh, what are in those those burgers or those meatless products 
so we well, can gross they try everyone to color out. It up. They have something they call heme, and God only knows mm-hmm. how they're getting to it. Now, they were doing it with beet juice, but um, they're figuring out, figuring out other ways to do that. Um, yeah, real quick, just brains. for people who don't yeah, know, Vinny, because a long time ago when this first came out, Brian and I tried it. Remember yeah, on the show, side by side, and heme is basically they're they're getting the fake meat to have the blood component the that a burger has. Sort of mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yes. what heme is. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're using grains. They're using, uh, and by the way, if you think grains are processed now, they're ultra processed uh, in this new thing. They're using seed oils, the aforementioned seed oils. And they're pulling all this together with soybeans, which soybeans should not be consumed consumed by humans. Most of the soybeans in the world, I got a soybean farmer in my next movie talking about where the soybeans go. It goes to feed mostly pigs. Um, But the soybeans consumed by everyone else causes inflammation. So they're mixing all this stuff in with soybeans and grains and seed oils, and then they're mixing in color. And they're calling this good for your health. There's actually no redeeming quality of value to it at all. Not even, not even kind of. You can't even squint and get to it's good for you. It's not good for you. You're better off with fruity pebbles all day long. I'm not making this up. I heard Vinny say fruity pebbles. Yep. Headline. Isn't it... Um- isn't it kind of diabolical and interesting that um, these companies, from what I remember, they didn't go to grocery stores to the inv- individual consumer. They went to fast food chains. So that's kind of interesting. That's an interesting business model. So mm. instead of, you know, I don't think we can or we can maybe now, but at first you couldn't buy the stuff in the grocery store, but you could get the burger at Burger King or you could get the, you know, whatever at Chick-fil-A or whatever. That was an interesting way to infiltrate the market. Uh, Gina, to that point, uh, Beyond Meat has partnered with Pepsi, McDonald's, Pizza Hut, KFC, and several others. Mm. That tells you everything you need to know. And who's eating that? Who's eating that mostly? Poor people. Yeah. And people, you you know, if that racist is the opposite of what they're saying. That's what's so mind boggling. They're selling this and it's the opposite of what they're saying. Yeah, well, the next step is when uh, Vinny tries to put his new doc out and advertise it on Twitter, Facebook, and they pull it down. Yeah, as, violating uh, community standards. False information. <laughs> yeah. Vinny, Dexter from The Offspring is uh, waiting here. Did he drive his custom van? Yes. Oh, good. Uh, take a look. All right. Get the uh, long mic cord. Fat, a documentary, part two, and the website, VinnyTortorich.com. You can go there for all the great products as well. Pure Vitamin club i took mine this morning pure coffee club as well i had that this morning uh vinny thanks for joining us we'll talk, for we'll talk very soon my friend all right let's see let me tell you about uh humble based out of a cbd by the way based out of southern california humble makes insanely great hemp derived cbd products for any occasion humble is committed to helping you stay grounded no matter what life brings Their line of CBD products is geared to help you focus, relax, and recover. Only for my listeners, Humble is offering 25% off your first order. You just use the code ADAM to save on your entire order site-wide with all the different products they have. So go on to uh, Humble and uh, you go to uh, www.humblecbd.com, choose any of their products that uh, meet your needs. And again, 25% off site-wide. 
to uh, my listeners only. Stay grounded with Humble CBD. All right, good news. Dexter Holland is going to join us right after this. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue the Real GM Radio Podcast. And one of the fascinating dynamics that is going on around the NBA right now is a expanded push by teams that are in the middle of each conference. And that might be partially motivated by some unlikely finals teams, the Phoenix Suns, adding Chris Paul went all the way from out of the playoffs to the NBA finals. But it could also be the rise of the play-in, where is now easier. There are now 10 teams that kind of get into the mix as opposed to it only being eight. And it also creates extra teams in the postseason. And so we are seeing potentially teams like the Chicago Bulls and others making a push, going more for winning now as opposed to moving forward in the future. There are other factors that could be in play. We'll have to know more over the next couple of years, but it does look at the moment like these additional motivating factors, maybe brighter success, and more spots in the playoffs are really affecting the way teams make decisions. Hi, this is Danny LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on the baseball season, boxing, MMA, and the Olympics, and BetOnline.net has all the action. Baseball is your first love. America's pastime is back and better than ever. And with football right around the corner, excitement builds, heading into the pro football preseason, college football season, and BetOnline has covered with all the info, including pro and college football features. Place for all your sports needs, field of MMA, championship boxing, golf, horse racing, they have it. So head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with betonline.net.